My life as someone who identifies as plural started long before I had the language for the experience. Long after children leave behind the world of imagination and imaginary friends it was something that I still actively engaged in. It's been almost a year since the release of Dissociation Made Simple written by Dr. Jamie Merrick and over a year since I interviewed as a participant, offering my experience with dissociation. A lot has changed within that time as a result of both experiences. I am a survivor of complex trauma, who is also physically disabled and has been since birth, which is in part but not the only reason for the complex trauma. On the path to recovery from childhood physical and sexual abuse, I became familiar with dissociation as part of my PTSD diagnosis. At most, it was a very basic and unclear understanding of what dissociation is and looks like in the lives of survivors. At the very least, it was so unclear and confusing that it became unhelpful, even harmful. Desiring to find out more, in an attempt to understand my experience, I turned to social media for more lived experience-based explanations over scientific and symptom-based ones. Social media turned out to be the place where I found the most support for much of my trauma, eventually leading me to the program where I learned about trauma, developed the skills to become certified, and how to best support others. It was through that program that I began to more deeply dive into my experience with dissociation. Although it's not well liked by many who live with dissociative disorders, IFS was the framework that helped me begin to discover my plurality, igniting the spark that led me to volunteer as a participant in dissociation made simple. However, I don't think there was anything that could have prepared me for all that would come to light as a result of working through the book and the level of healing that we experienced. The thing is, even though I always knew, on some level, there was more than one of us in a single body, fully embracing or accepting it didn't begin until recently. Even now, it is still a journey and a process that isn't always easy. Taking part in the virtual book tour plus reading through the book allowed us to realize we weren't alone. We found a lot of people with similar experiences to ours. One of the most eye-opening moments was during the screening of a short film on dissociation called Petals of a Rose. That was a moment, among many, where we were staring back at ourselves and knew there was no turning back. We gained a whole new understanding of what we always considered strange and weird experiences from our childhood. Another particular moment that stands out when becoming more involved in the plural community is the sheer number of people who identify the body as a separate part of themselves from the rest. Albeit toxic and damaging to a certain degree, especially in the context of disability, the idea and concept of who I am being different from what I have is something that was heavily drilled into me since childhood. While I realize the many ways it can be toxic and damaging, it is something I view as having value in my life because I live with a disability that is lifelong and unchangeable. Separating the body from the rest of us allowed us to survive our childhood, with respect to our disability while having to endure the many procedures, surgeries, and limitations imposed on us because of it. In no other context, where a secondary condition exists, would it be seen as acceptable or considered a good thing to view one's condition as part of themselves. On the other hand, because such a view is so common within the disability community it creates a debate between different members for what might be valid reasons. With this debate comes a lack of understanding of the value and impact of identifying and owning a condition or disability resulting in a disability being viewed as bad or wrong and causing people to constantly chase a treatment or cure when it is not a realistic option, 
which can be just as damaging and as toxic as viewing a disability as something separate from or part of oneself. The difference in the views largely stems from where the disability came from and the ways in which it impacts a person. When you live with a disability since birth and it has no treatment or cure accepting things for what they are and owning them has a very positive impact. Yet, dissociation becomes necessary for a child who is at the mercy of doctors and other adults as it allows them to separate from the experiences that they are not complicit in or consenting to, even when they may be for their own benefit. A lot of knowledge was gained and new levels of understanding unraveled through each step of the process and exercises within the book. Understanding dissociation through the lens of our physical and sexual abuse was one thing, but once we began to understand it through the lens of our disability we reached a new level of healing. Our experience of trauma from the abuse and our disability both contributed to dissociation, yet, both are separate threads that merely intertwine with each other. Unfortunately, being unable to separate the two can create many problematic issues including eliminating or excluding possible treatments or support where the disability should not be a reason to. Going into this process we already knew that there were at least three of us, acknowledged a fourth, the body, and possibly five, based on identifying what once was an imaginary friend as a part of us. We identified and knew these existed based on their existence on a virtual reality platform called Second Life. Exploring these other versions of ourselves in this way, during our coaching program, we developed a basic understanding of who they were and their function in our lives. We are all separate individuals within one body. Upon interviewing for and working through the exercises and association made simple came a deeper level of understanding plus knowledge of some of the experiences that we had been through. Most of all, the main aha moment from doing the work in this experience is understanding that our disability and our mental health are distinctly different things that intertwine but are separate. Such a level of clarity gave us a sense of peace and healing that we felt for the first time. Not separating the body or physical health from the mind and mental health we feel is doing a major disservice to the well-being of people. We can only hope that the field of mental health and trauma learns to embrace the reality of this separateness as we have. Working on our dissociation by only considering the sexual and physical abuse meant there were things that we had experienced as traumatic but not abusive that remained unhealed. Far too often, people like me who were born disabled are subject to people and experiences that are easily explained away by our disability and the ways they impact us. These things are never explored beyond the level of the body. When it comes to mental health struggles, in those who have disabilities, it can be far easier to pump us full of medications and call it one and done instead of implementing much-needed accommodations so that we are successful participants in our own healing. While we certainly could have been undiagnosed with a dissociative disorder, such as DID, as a result of doctors being clouded by the reality of, and explaining away things because of our disability, we don't have any additional diagnosis relating to dissociation. Due to not having an official diagnosis of a dissociative disorder, we identify as being multiple or plural. We feel more comfortable in doing so compared to self-diagnosing as having DID or other dissociative disorder simply because we experience certain symptoms. Leaning more toward the social model of disability means that we don't have an overwhelming desire to be fixed or cured, therefore, Seeking out anything that would aim to do just that isn't something on our radar and likely never will be. That doesn't mean being okay with struggling, denying support, or not wanting help. What it means is accepting ourselves for who we are, understanding our body's limitations, 
and responding accordingly, aka protecting our mental health while living in a body that doesn't work and isn't designed like all the others. It's not accepting the blame imposed on us by others for what we live with but holding society accountable for the struggles it imposes on us that do not need to be there. We've come a long way from where we began in this journey to where we are now. While it wasn't easy it was worth it as the result was getting to know ourselves for who we are, the gravity and truth of what we experienced, and accepting it. Sometimes things like dissociation are just what they are, they don't need a fix or a cure. Coming to the realization and acceptance that it's not bad or wrong, but just is what they are, is an invaluable lesson in one's healing.